Welcome to the Broken Sun. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Matt, your guide here on Specters of a Broken Sun, the second season of the Stories of a Broken Sun podcast. Today, we're doing things a little bit differently in that our friends from the hub have made a comeback. So I will introduce you to our players and they will tell us about their long lost loves, the characters from season one. So I'm just going to go around uh, clockwise from our meeting here. So the first person to join me tonight is Good Sir Blood. Howdy, everybody. It's me, Mike Blood. For the purposes of this episode of the podcast, season two, I'll be playing Emrin Pock once again, the almighty mechanic. And what are your and Emrin's pronouns? I uh, use they, them pronouns, and Emrin is he, his. You're also joined by Velvet. Hi, everyone. I'm Velvet, she, her, and I am back to playing uh, Maeve, the mother of monsters. Also, she, her. How exciting. And we are joined by Keekers. Hi everyone, it's me, Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat. I'm playing Keva, the lovable goat and team mom. Um, she is she, her, and I am she, her. And depending on where we place the hyphens or the dashes in that sentence, it could mean some very different things. Like, yes, for example, she... that Keva is a goat and also team mom. <laughs> yes, or that she is the greatest of all time. Exactly, as well as being team mom. Yeah. Or okay. goat mom, like Undertale. Yes. Uh, right. So again, I'm Matt. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I'll be your friendly guide here today. We are still using Scum and Villainy by John Bufflittle and Strathasimovic. You can, as always, find the links to that in the show notes. It is a Forge in the Dark game published by Evil Hat Games. Now, when last we left off, the three of you had awoken minus Zora in your big old container that the specters uh, delivered to the resistance, but it appears that it has been hijacked. So instead of being in the hands of the resistance, as you had expected, you are in the hands of the faction, the uh, surface liberation front. You are in a large room deep underground. You probably don't know that you're deep underground. Well, you're deep underground in a battle station floating at the edge of a space habitat, but you know, we're, we're not going to get too into that relative to this battle station you are underground there are a number of people in the room with you most notably there is a uh, woman with a clockwork mechanical body very detailed who uh, recently greeted you as you awoke from your slumber and uh hmm, my notes don't want to open up just a moment um i have like a like a setting question which is how like what is the order of us in this case i'm imagining it's like like foam that is shaped to our bodies around us that we have sat up from it's probably not well what be. it's like <laughs> it's totally carbonite <laughs> it's actually jello what flavor um, 
Yeah, you're lime. probably Ooh. Can it packed be lime? in in some way. Most likely for balance issues, you would have uh, Zora's indentation on one side and then Emran's indentation on the other side and then the two of you in the middle. <laughs> Otherwise, the balance would be very off. It was a cuddle sandwich. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, my notepad thing isn't doesn't want to open. But anyway, you were greeted by Coriander Spearpoint, the head of the Surface Liberation Front. Uh, the room is dimly lit, which is good for those of you using your uh, human eyes to see, because otherwise your eyes still readjusting to being alive and functional might find this difficult to take in. And I've decided that Coriander Spearpoint's voice is different now, but we'll just roll with it. Two thirds of the party has dark vision. Probably. <laughs> At least, or could or could decide to have it. Yeah. So she, uh, she steps back from the case, and the case that you are in begins to rotate until it is at uh, like a 45-degree angle, so that you're starting to be stood up, and then it continues to move upwards, and a ramp extends from the bottom of it to allow you to step out of the case. Um <sighs> which you feel that you are now able to do. Wait, what if it's like the Shrine of Awakening in Breath of the Wild? Hmm. What if it is? I don't know. Uh, Keva kind of like stumbles (laughs) because I imagine that however this was uh, done, like she was made more like level with everyone else. So like she was like, so that their heads would kind of be more in a row. So, like, she has to slide a little bit down, and it's like... <laughs> it sounds uh, appropriately awkward. Perhaps there is a specific type of uh, cranial sensor band that only runs along the top of the case, so they had to put your heads up there. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy, the man who was there, steps forward to uh, assist you and to take your elbow as you stumble. Uh, he is wearing a hooded robe but you can see that his arm at least appears to be made of flesh and blood keva like is kind of like giving them like the eye like i don't uh, i don't know i think about you guys uh people um yeah and is like kind of doesn't like like takes her arm from him him and it's like uh that's okay he nods and steps back as you wish. Can I see exactly how many people are here? Like besides uh, us? Yeah, uh, let's see. You probably can. You might need to use some of that dark vision or, or some way of seeing in the dark, which of course you are completely capable of doing. Uh, what do you do? What does Maeve grow or create to be able to see in the dark like this? Uh, I'll give my what bugs in the dark? I'll give myself this special like, I don't know, bug eyes. Could I do a little echolocation just to freak everyone out like, as a power move? Oh, God. Just screech. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you can do like a, a sound pulse. Heck yeah. Okay. So there's a boom. And uh, you hear a number of people step back around the edges of the room. And that is able to show you, or at least you're able to understand through your uh, spatial awareness that you've developed here, that there are uh, maybe a dozen people in this room at the moment, including the two people near you. Uh, Red makers dozen, I'd say. We're outnumbered, but they're outgunned. Okay, I mean, um, where's Zora? Let's make this easy. Where's, where's the fourth person? 
the man who stepped away from you continues to step back and folds both his hands into the sleeves of his robe. And the woman standing in front of you continues to make that mechanical smile on her face. And she says, ah, yes, the larger woman. Unfortunately, it appears she was taken out of storage before the rest of you when the Surface Liberation Front, uh, before we in the Surface Liberation Front were able to liberate you from the clutches of the Resistance. Yeah. Her third whereabouts are unknown, but we are attempting to find her. Well, about that, um, I mean, thanks for waking us up and all, but we kind of need to go find our, our other friends. That's completely understood. Our goal here is not to hold you hostage, but merely to provide you with uh, options that you may not have been apprised of had you remained in the clutches of the Resistance. I think clutches are a little harsh there. I am a fan of options. Yeah, so they would have you think. Allow me to reintroduce myself then. I am the head of this small organization, the Surface Liberation Front. We are considered mm, extremists here aboard the Sun. It is our belief that you and all of your people on the surface of the habitat should be returned full autonomy, and that we here in this station should leave. That is our goal, although the dependency that we have developed upon your resources, uh, she looks away for a moment, human and otherwise, will make that a difficult transition for those in power. And not everyone who resists the government here or the military here is, shall we say, on board with severing these one-way ties quite so swiftly. Then what do you recommend? Well, had you remained with the Resistance, they were intending to implant the three of you with a control device that would allow them to ensure that you went only so far as they wished you to in your pursuits here. I fear that that may have happened already to your compatriot, which is why we are attempting to track down the facility in which this is taking place. Have we tampered with? Not to my knowledge. Um, I cannot speak for what happened to you before we intercepted this package, but we did not find anything out of place. Can I do a... Ooh. Hmm. What do you want to accomplish? And then we'll see if it needs a move. Yeah, I, I was just going to have like one or two very, very <laughs> thin <laughs> um, strands that would be not very perceptible to anyone else. Just ping into Emran and Maeve just really quickly to check to see if there's been something implanted in them by these people. Hmm. Um, okay. That would probably be a doctor check, I think. Uh, you want to do this without being noticed. So that's uh, probably going to be risky to avoid notice. And your effects without being able to use, you know, your full powers will probably be limited. So a risky limited action on that one. Oh, this is going to be weird. I have no Dyson. Keva has no Dyson Doctor, everyone. You can push yourself or oh, just roll no, like that. I'm and Just doing it. So you get a one. Sure. Um, okay. So you. Ex <laughs> That's about right. You extend these. Uh, Stabs us both in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like Everett and Maeve, like both feel like this sharp needle. <laughs> 
Yes, your your attempts to be subtle about this uh, are met with some resistance because you are still fairly groggy from waking up from uh, simulated death. Mm-hmm. So the as you attempt to extrude these fine probes from your temples, you instead find that like just a, a torrent of silver hair flops out. <laughs> it's not like dexterous or uh, you know cool looking or anything. It just goes bleh off the side of oh, your head. Like a Play-Doh. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, is it Body, like this how is long? Normal. This is fine. How long does it come out? <laughs> how long do you want it to come out? <laughs> I just want it to like, like flop on the ground so that it's like longer, <laughs> longer than Keva is, but like not like so long. Like I'm gonna say an extra foot. <laughs> it's flopping around on the ground. You might no, say it, it just enough to be comes out and it sits there. Yeah. Yeah, coriander. She makes that face that you make when you're trying not to look grossed out by something. So it's it's like a, it's just, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a grimace that's being suppressed. Like, eh. <laughs> kind of thing for just a moment uh, on her mechanical face. You hear slight clicks and whirs and she steps back again. And uh, the gentleman in the robe uh, appears unperturbed by this. But uh, there's a slight shaking of his shoulders as if he were trying not to laugh. But you hear this like... <laughs> Slight raspy sound from him. Uh, Keva is like red and just angry. <laughs> I assure you that's not necessary, the man says. Um, he reaches up to pull back his hood, and as you do, you hear this clanking sound as if you were wearing a lot of bracelets. Um, and he pulls back his hood, and you can see um, a face that is evenly split between mechanical and organic. Uh, and it is split in oh. the horizontal way, unusually enough, where the nose up is mechanical. It's just like a chromed dome with, uh, there are in fact, eight eyes, four on each side of the head. Uh, and they sort of meet in the middle with a larger one. And uh, it's just completely smooth from there back. And then his uh, lower jaw, including his mouth, is humanoid, uh, dark-skinned, with a bit of a... Um, he's got a soul patch, I'm sorry, but he does. <laughs> he would. He was, in a, he was clearly a techno wizard. Yeah. Uh, so he says, I have not tampered with you or done anything other than unlock you from suspension and awaken you from your simulated death. I can assure you, whether you take my word for it or not, that Coriander has nothing but your best interests in mind. And he opens his arms again, and you hear that clanking and shifting. And uh, he holds them up as if in uh, benediction. And his sleeves roll back, and you see that his uh, arms are wrapped with chains. And he says, our penance is your liberation, children of the station. Oh my gosh, CD would have a huge crush on this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Coriander moves over and puts a mechanical hand on his shoulder and says, let's try not to be quite so dramatic chains. We don't want to scare them off. His name is Chains? His name is Chains. How many Chains? <laughs> his name is Chains Solomon. Okay, Chains so so he's basically like a Tetsuya Numura character where the theme is Chains. <laughs> his name is Chains. He's wrapped in Chains. Love it. He's got a soul patch. Simplistic. I like it. We do have access to surveillance materials for you to 
show you the operation that occurred as we rescued you from, well, <sighs> took you from the resistance laboratory where you were headed, but such things can easily be faked. I am not sure if you are aware of how surveillance or video recordings work, having been thrust back into the dark ages as you were by our superiors, but these things can be tampered with. It is better for us to establish trust in other ways, though of course I will make these available to you if you wish. I, I know a fair a bit about your technology, Keva says, trying to, <laughs> trying to regain some dignity from the hair explosion. <laughs> we appreciate the transparency and would love to learn more about the technology. And maybe it's going to inch a little closer, just like just unabashedly staring at the robotics. Mm. Yeah, they're very impressive. In particular, Coriander's whole deal is just like, the amount of work and time and effort that must have gone into this construction is staggering to your eyes. And uh, she nods and says, uh, she waves a hand towards the corners of the room. She waves a hand towards the edge of the room and says, Clay, fetch the recording devices for our guests. And a large shape in the shadows slips away through uh, one, of, one of the entrances. And she says, Please come come down from there. Uh, we'll have chairs uh, brought. I've arranged for some food. Uh, most of us don't. Do you have eat. any cheese? Uh, no, we don't have any any cheese. Uh, we have primarily uh, rations, uh, dehydrated uh, rations. You don't have cheese. My point of uh, clarification we, is: is chairs another one of your hooded men? No, no, chair is, 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 is a thing that, uh, upon which you sit. You have chairs, yes? I was just making a joke. I, I understood, of course, yes. You'll have to forgive me, I'm nervous. I have not uh, ever met anyone from, uh, from the habitat before. But sorry, and, you don't uh, have cheese. No, they don't well, have cheese. Well, no, we, we, we don't have any livestock here. Uh, We're the only place with live... You don't have any goats? Or, or farmland. They don't have any animals. Nope. There's some, there's some dogs and cats. Uh, only in the core, though. Uh, the, the elite sometimes keep pets. Uh, I saw a guinea pig once, a long time ago. Uh, some chairs are arranged, and there's a, a table as well, and gestures you over. Please sit. You must be, you must be tired from your journey. Quick we aside. We can discuss more here. Quick aside. That guinea pig has to have had uh, the name of some sort of mineral, mineral or stone for uh one of our fans because she has guinea pigs and their naming convention is all minerals or stones <laughs> it's probably general miller's pet it might be as a modern major general <laughs> he is an authority on all animals vegetables and minerals sure sorry quick yep. quick fan <laughs> shout out there <laughs> yeah, you know who you are no no that's that's an imaginary gem okay what was this well, imaginary can, gem? Steven. Were you going to name it Chaos Emerald? <laughs> <laughs> no. So a, a couple of the figures carry in chairs and uh, two more carry in a table. They're all wearing the same hooded robes as chains. Uh, you see a variety of different limbs. Some of the robes don't, some of the robes aren't like built for a bipedal form. As you can see, like some of the people in robes are hovering or they have treads or wheels of some sort. Some have more than two arms, uh, mechanical in nature. 
as they are bringing these things in for you. And uh, the table is set. Uh, somebody comes to put a candelabra in the middle of it, uh, but they don't actually light it. It's just sitting there decoratively. And there are four chairs. Um, Coriander goes to sit at one at the head of the table, leaving three seats free for the three of you. Okay, so let me get this straight. You guys don't have animals, so you don't have milk? You don't have meat? They're all robots. Well, no, I meant the other people. The few people who retain a fully functional digestive system have access to more, shall we say, rarefied delicacies. But those are not the types of things to which uh, a humble group as ours would have access. We could attempt to procure some, if that's the requirement. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I just didn't imagine that. I didn't think. Very well. I Again, I understand this is a, a disorienting experience for you. You have to understand, every everywhere there's animals down down on this gov's domain. Oh, I, I understand. I, I, I miss animals a great deal. I had a farm growing up when I was human, but that was a long, long time ago. If Keva had a picture of Jolly, she would take one out. <laughs> but I, I don't know if she does. I have so many questions. Please ask whatever you wish. Um, do you wear the robes to protect each other from knowing who you are? Or is it some sort of ritual thing? Why are you just like priests? Hmm. Well, uh, our organization is uh, young by the standards of the sun. Uh, we've only been around for a hundred years. So we haven't really had time to establish the types of traditions uh, that other religious organizations might, though there are those within this organization who uh, view it as a sacred thing. Uh, for my part, the robes are an excellent way to avoid getting uh, dust into my joints when we are in a location such as this. Uh, they provide some protection and anonymity for those members who require it. Uh, not all of us are as open with our allegiances as Chains and myself. Chains makes another huffing sound. He's come to stand uh, behind her, like slightly to the right of the back of her chair. He's just crossed his arms. He's not trying to look intimidating. He's just, by virtue of how he is, just kind of does, but you don't get any hostility radiating from him. What was the name of the station that we're from? Oh, that's... What was the name of the station that you're from? She looks uh, up and over her shoulder at Chains. Do you remember Do you remember the name Chains? I just called it the Habitat for so long. Chains grunts. I don't keep that kind of information, unfortunately. Maybe someone else in the room, and they're all looking around. No, this just... Just the habitat, yeah. There was only the one habitat that humans ever made, and it, and it was this one. So, I mean, that's just, I'm sure it has a name. I, everybody looks a bit at a loss. I feel like, I feel like I knew. He starts scratching at, at his human skin on his face. Perhaps this is one of the things that we once knew, but no longer do. You have to understand, and Coriander breaks in. Yes, uh, I, I'm sure they've... Well, maybe, maybe you don't. The people who run this station uh, regularly edit our memories. What? Are you missing your black box? Uh, no, no, no. That, well, that, that is how they often do it. Uh, we, we require maintenance, updates, security, 
you, you, you know, downloads as, as the case may be, regular defragmentation to ensure that we don't lose our minds. <laughs> Little joke there. But uh, the downside to that is that uh, occasionally these updates will come with a revision of history, as it were. We don't really know all that we know, and we certainly don't know all that we don't know, if that makes any sense to you. If that makes perfect sense. Well, there you go. In a similar position, I think. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of... Yeah. Uh, Clay comes in at this moment, the large figure. Their face is obscured by the robe, but you can see that whatever they are, it's large and bipedal. There may be extra arms hidden under that big robe somewhere. Hard to say. It's about the size of Emrin. And uh, they come in with a set of uh, what you would probably recognize as recording equipment and a computer type thing, like a terminal, and place it in front of the three of you. Uh, Clay doesn't make any sound before they return to the edge of the room. And Chains gestures at it. These are the recordings, I promise you, of the rescue efforts. Well, I mean, um, Kevin's kind of look at like Emron and Maeve though they aren't going to understand what her look means. Um, but she's kind of going to be, we had a contact and I don't think that they meant us any harm with a contact with the resistance. Yes. says Coriander. Uh, I was coming to that. She reaches into a fold in her robes and draws out a device that is shaped like a tube. On one end of the tube, there is an LED, it looks like, and on the other end, there is a metal grate. And she places that in the center of the uh, table. And she says, this is a secure communications device. Uh, if you see the light flash, that means that the person on the other end is getting ready to speak to you or send you a transmission. If I'm not mistaken, and she looks down at it, and the light flashes green twice, and there's a pause, and then there's one more flash. She says, yes, uh, if you don't mind, I cannot use it, but any of you can. I grab it. Simply speak into it. Hello? Emrin? MP? Yes, it's me. Fantastic. Tell us something, tell us something only you would know. Uh, what? What? Okay. Um. My name's Empy. I'm a mechanic. I met you in the hub. Zora brought me with you. We learned okay. all about the dark histories. Yeah, that works. So you're awake. Are you safe? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, good, good. I, I don't know if I was fast enough. Uh, once I got back here, things were moving very quickly. And uh, I found out that uh, my boss's we're going to do some stuff I didn't really approve of. So I, I kind of, I kind of tipped off these folks and just hoped they'd get to you in time. I have a really ex like weird idea of just hearing CD yelling in the background. Who are you talking <laughs> to? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. In the background sounds you can hear are, just like the sound quality sounds like MP is in some large open space. Um, but, you know, if we were looking at the camera, which you are not, uh, but the audience looking at the camera when MP is speaking would see him in his little camp that he has set up in the corner of the uh, water treatment plant. 
What about uh, MP? What about Zora? Is she not with you? No. No. Oh dear. Ah. Uh, okay. Um. I'm on that. Okay. I'll. I will handle that. What about the Trust joy? Trust me. I will handle it. What about the joy of Velico and the Hat Maker? They're here. Are they safe? Okay. Everyone is all right. I've been through a really weird situation, but uh, I'm recovering. And the most important part is that you're safe and you're awake and you don't have bombs planted in your brain. I'm sorry, what? Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm really sorry. First up, right up front, I'm really, really sorry. I had no idea. My boss is in the resistance. Uh, okay, so yeah, it turns out, yes, they they do want to replace the government and military of the sun. They do want to take them over and establish better relations with all of you and everything. Um, but also they wanted to turn you into weapons. And, I mean, it's a little too late for that. Well, I mean, they're weapons, like, you know, directed, controlled, or do what we say, oh. or boom, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. No, that's not good. Um, hmm. It turns out uh, the power struggles are more complicated than uh, than I understood. It's okay. I forgive you. Not your fault. What are your boss's names, just for future reference? I will find... Yes, we, we would like names. I will give you those names, 100%. Um, right now, I need you to trust me on two things. Okay. First, I can't say those names over this channel. Right. Because I don't know everyone in the room with you. That's true. That's Do you know fine. Chains? Chains is here. Uh, I don't know Chains. Many Seems Chains. Like a, More than two. Seems like a cool yeah. one. I know Clay. That's that's it. Hey, that's that guy. Yeah. You hear a grunt from the darkness. Oh, yeah, that's that's Clay. Okay. The second thing, I need a favor. And, um... Okay. What is it? I need the three of you. I I'd really hope Zora would be with you as well, but I think the three of you can easily do this. I need the three of you to go and get a vehicle that has been impounded by the police. You want us to fight the police? Is it the 88? Did you lose the 88? No, no, no. 88's fine. It's right here. <sighs> Did you tell it? I say hi. Uh, it is semi-sentient. Uh, sh- sure. I think it's asleep. That's probably okay, when it wakes up, tell it I said hi. Yeah, okay. Tell it I miss it. No, um, this one is, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a big, a big chrome sphere. Like, really, really big chrome sphere. Um, it rolls around. It's got an artificial intelligence in it. Oh, it does? What's its name? Uh, Terry. And Terry, Terry has been captured by the police. And uh, Terry is part of a gang of oh. people that I am currently working with to try and help you. Uh-huh. But without their vehicle headquarters, mobile battle station uh they're a little bit limited in what they can do okay um so basically it's like a mini it's an hub. it's an it's an 80 yeah hub but in 88 uh kind of yeah i don't know a whole lot about terry i just know that 
Terry is a powerful artificial intelligence who runs this big ball. Oh yeah, you'll love okay. Terry. Terry's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I'm all for freeing imprisoned AI. Why not? I mean, we've done done that before. Why stop now? Yeah, I, I I don't know if you need to do any anything drastic like uh, you know unchain Terry. I don't even know if Terry is uh, chained in the way that Hub was, but uh, we do need you to go and get it away from where it is and bring it back here. Where is here, or will you tell us that later? I will tell you that when uh, things are more secure. Secure. Got it. What is um what's the sphere made out of? Out of curiosity. I don't know. Okay. Metal? Alright. I can work with metal. I think it's metal. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. It is heavily guarded. You'll be facing down a number of both mechanical and cyborg people who work for a group called Section Blue. They're kind of like the secret police, maybe equivalent to the what? I can't remember what they're called on, on your hub. Oh, please, the, please don't tell me they're like auditors. Not that high up. Okay. Uh, more like your, your army, I guess. Oh, all right. But uh, the, the secret parts of it. Oh, we were in the army. Okay, well, yeah. They're, you know, well-funded, well-armed, militarized. They don't know you're coming. They don't know you're here. And do, they have, uh, do they have lasers? They just have regular guns. I see. And, you know, like shock sticks, uh, okay. batons. More familiar, more familiar with that. Uh, I don't think they, pr- they probably wouldn't need, they probably wouldn't have tear gas or any of that stuff anymore because they don't really deal with people who have respiratory systems anymore. What's, so, hey, that's good. What's tear gas? This, uh, it's, you know, it's a gas that... Uh, I mean, the name is a little explanatory, but... Well, you'd think it was that, but it's actually a little bit worse. Uh, it was this type of chemical compound used by law enforcement to neutralize protesters. Uh, you know, you would sort of launch it into a crowd, and oh. then everybody would be coughing and, you know, mucus, tears. Dear uh, gov. I mean... Yeah, so they probably don't have that. Like, what if it was just onions just to make people cry? Is the place we're going <sighs> have air? that we can breathe you'd mentioned that not every place has air yeah from where you are you can get to this place through sections that have life support and air and then to get here you will need to get into the probable cause and ask terry to activate life support because terry is capable of creating a sealed environment so you should be able to hold enough atmosphere to get you from there to here in the probable cause it's dangerous uh but this is a resource we really need access to right now. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. Any other really pertinent information? I'm like 99% sure you can trust Coriander. I look at Coriander. She smiles winningly. Click, click, click. She's, she's smiling. Yeah, I, I've never met her, but I know of her. And I, I know the actions she has taken in the past in pursuit of her beliefs. I think that she truly believes what she says. I'm contractually obligated to ask you what the possible repercussions would be if we were to make Section Blue run red. (laughs) Well, uh, 
Oh, good old Maeve. Most people here are, well, all the people here are backed up, especially in section blue. Uh, the most you'll be able to do is destroy their physical chassis. The chassis is what we call the physical body that you have here. Um, their minds will be backed up on the section blue secure servers. So uh, you, you can destroy them, but they will be able to be re-downloaded into new bodies. It won't be a quick process, though. So it's yeah. not like you're facing an endless horde of zombies or anything like that. That would be, frankly, ridiculous. There's zombies, too. What? No. No, 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 no. Okay, well, yes. But what? Uh, only, only one. What do you mean, and one? It's not really alive. What? What? Uh, MP, we have so many things okay. to talk about. We really do. Um, and again, this not the best... Not the best format for these talks, and I'm very yeah, sorry. How does the room react to him saying, yeah, there might be a zombie? <laughs> yeah, there's there's murmurings uh, around the edges of the room. Coriander's eyebrows ratchet up like click, click. And uh, she was built to have eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and Chains sort of grunts and says, hmm, so they did it. Ooh. Phoenix, it, it won't mean anything to you. Phoenix is a, a corporation. They've been attempting to create artificial bodies. I can only assume that, as I warned them when they brought me in to consult on it, the bodies are not quite as empty as they had hoped. There are so many religious and scientific implications for what you've just said to me. Yeah. Welcome to the sun, Emran Pak. Things are difficult here. This is a terrible place. I concur. All right, we're going to go blow up section blue. Very well. Uh, you may require some uh, guidance in order to get where you wish to go. I was assuming that was a given. Yeah. I do not uh, assume anything. And he turns and uh, waves his hand again and says, Clay. And the large figure sort of stomps up again. And says, Clay, bring them to the access hatches. Show them the way. Clay nods. Your weapons. Coriander says, oh, right, 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 the weapons, right. Okay. And she gestures again, and a, a trunk is brought out and placed on the table, which is now sort of groaning under the weight of all the things on top of it, and uh, flips some lashes and opens it open to reveal your equipment and stuff in there. So... I, I wanted this. Basically, uh, Emerald's sword and shield. Yep. And what else did you bring with you? <laughs> you know, we don't have to say that now because we need to start the operation. Which means yeah. we'll declare load. Yes, heavy load. Okay, so starting an operation here. Uh, do, 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 do. I don't need to know that this is a role playing game. I know, I know, I know we're playing a role playing game. It's okay. <laughs> this is on Realm, man. Yeah. Okay, so we are going to figure out the type of job this will be. So planning an engagement. As you know, there are uh, six types of uh, mission you can do. There's assault, do violence to a target, deception, lure, trick, or manipulate, infiltration, trespass unseen, mystic, engage mystic way or er power, social, negotiate, bargain, or persuade, or transport, cargo, uh, carry cargo or people through danger. I would say that the options that make sense here would be assault, deception, or infiltration, depending on how you want to approach this task. I've never been the sneakiest sort, but it does sound like we're sneaking in. Well, you'll at least be sneaked to somewhere close enough to start your mission. They seem to know how to get you close. 
The question is, once you get close, are you going to keep sneaking or are you going to kick down the door? <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been playing it one way for the past two years. <laughs> I, yeah. I am also leaning towards kicking down the door. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I should also I, let you know, Matt, that I took that skulk away and I put it into scrap. That's fine. Heck yeah. Let's mix. It makes sense with your, with your powers. Yeah. Okay, assault then. The point of attack. You don't have a lot of details. Uh, they're able to provide you with a map of the facility. You can see that it is pretty much secure. There is a front uh, entrance. There is a... Uh, the front entrance is like where people would go in and out for their daily, you know, job part of this job. Like it's the public face of the, of this uh, headquarters. You have a uh, delivery area in the back where deliveries come and go. It's access to warehouses and uh, those big old delivery doors that you see that trucks roll up to and they go like delivery cargo doors. And uh, there is potentially a way in through the sewers, although it's not fully connected so you'd have to make a lot of explosions to actually get in but depending on <laughs> mike just <laughs> every got one of really these... close <laughs> every Tell one of these approaches <laughs> every one of these approaches will require some type of destruction just knock on the door and then cut it in half wouldn't it be great if i had some more projectile auditors yeah are you suggesting that you throw the auditors at section blue yeah. If only the Express were here to help. I know. Oh, <laughs> such a good baby. Oh, our child. Okay, so how loud do you want to go? That's the main question. The, I guess, quietest entrance, least obtrusive, would be through the sewage system, uh, the old sewer system. Oh, so there's not actually any sewage in it? No. Okay, then Kevin would be okay with it. <laughs> The slightly less guarded way would be uh, through cargo entrance. And then, of course, the most difficult and flashiest one with the highest possibility of uh, collateral damage and uh, civilian damage would be the front. Well, since there's I nothing mean, in the sewers, we can go ahead and do that. I mean, that's my vote. You, you two are welcome to decide what you want. Thanks, Frozen. Sorry, uh, Maeve, what was your opinion? Oh, no, I just said that uh, <laughs> Mike was frozen. Um, want to go through the door might make more sense to go through the church. We can go out through the door on our way out when we have the big ship to pew, 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 pew. Yeah, I think that's what they sound like. That's what they sounded like last time. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the sewers. No reason to get more people involved if we don't have to. Clay uh, grunts and brings you through an armory. And we will flash back to this scene once we're actually in the mission. And uh, then we're going to do our engagement role. So is this operation particularly bold or daring? Well, you're assaulting the secret police headquarters. Uh, yes. Okay. It's a childhood dream, awesome. man. Literally all I've thought about. <laughs> is this operation overly complex or contingent on many factors? Literally not. No. <laughs> uh, does it expose the vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? No. Right in is the target strongest against this approach? Not really. This is just, they may not really be expecting it, but it's not like there's, you know, it's not a secret entrance. Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? Uh, you're receiving aid from this faction. So that's, you're up to three now. Any enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? You don't have any here that Yet. you know of. Yet. 
Are there any other elements you want to consider? Uh, it is a higher tier target than, well, it's not a higher tier target than you, so that's probably fine. No, you know what would be great if we ran ta whisco, whiskey tango, and then it was just like, oh, this this guy is terrible. Let's, let's just, you know. <laughs> we'll have to see what happens. Uh, I'm going to do the engagement roll. Five. Okay. Risky situation. You are in the sewers. You have made your way through them with uh, Clay's assistance and the large sort of echoing empty uh, corridors stretch on for a long ways, but you've been riding a set of uh, segways that have been stolen from uh, somewhere. And these segways have, they're not that much faster than walking, but at least you're not getting tired. And you eventually make your way to the uh, part of this sewer where there is a large sealed off part of the sewer. It's just like a big area that's been poured with, no, they wouldn't use concrete in this kind of, uh, it's got bars, like metal bars put across it and a bunch of signs that say stuff in a bunch of different languages. Um, Maeve, you might recognize at least one of these languages, but the intent is fairly obvious. It says, keep out. What's risky about this is that as much as we had hoped that this area would be empty, there do appear to be, you can hear approaching the sound of something that's making like a sound. It's not very loud. You can hear it just on the edge of your excellent hearing, but something appears to be approaching from behind the gate. In addition to that, the gate uh, has symbols that you recognize on it fairly clearly to mean that there is an alarm and also it is electrified. There's an alarmed electric gate and something approaching from behind it. Here you are. What do you do? Is there like a panel near the gate? Not on this side of it. Can interact. Um. <laughs> if you want to find where there might be a panel or access point, that could be a roll. Yeah, I think I'll poke around and see if I can find some sort of, like maybe a local power box to this gate on this side. Okay. What type of action makes sense there for you? Well, you might say I'm scrapping with the scenery. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to find a panel by punching it's going to be very limited effects why, why not why not great uh i think rig makes sense man personally okay you let me know uh i think if you're doing rig that implies that you're sort of oh, pulling on it. panels and stuff ah. uh if you're trying to find the access point i think that might be more study but uh you tell me what you want to go with and we'll figure out the effects i mean i want to go with scrap but all <laughs> study makes sense okay Cameron just punches the wall until the panel opens up <laughs> until the gate collapses i mean if you want to just hit the gate you can do that too let me not shock myself all possibilities uh okay so study let's do you're in risky position as we know uh this will be a standard effects um you are touching the walls here, and there is very little SGM in the structure of this. Um, there's only some wiring that you can sense, but that will allow you to potentially find uh, where it's hooked up to. So you'll have standard effects thanks to that wiring. Let's hope these characters are not also haunted. Listen. Uh, hey. I got a five. Oh. Good start. Okay. So uh, you got a five there. You are able to find the access panel. Good news. Uh, the drawback to this is that the access panel is on the other side of the gate. You can see it. You have pinpointed it. 
but you would have to reach through the gate or, you know, find some other way to get to it from where you are. Okay. But it's a gate, so there are I openings. Have an in idea. It. <laughs> it's a good thing you've got stretchy spaghetti hair. I know what you were yeah. planning. I know what you were planning. <laughs> I knew what you were planning, Arp. Yeah. Um, I, I did guess... not plan anything for this mission, I assure you. <laughs> this is literally all off the cuff right now. So is this going to be a hack? To uh, what are you? What are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. I have an idea, but well, Keva is extending the hair and snaking a tendril through the gap and going into it to kind of like make it unlock. Okay, yeah, that sounds like hack. So again, you're still in a risky position. You still hear that in the distance. Normally, this would be great effect because you're using your brain to do this directly. But this is an operating system that you don't know in a language that you don't understand. Okay. So I'm going to put that down to standard effects for your hack. Do, do I get a bonus die from having help from Emrin finding it? Uh, Emrin finding it is why you're able to do this at all. Uh, okay. I'll burn a stress to help you, though. Yeah, if you want, if you feel you need that, for sure. You can oh, I, like direct, uh, direct her using the SGM currents in the wall or something. Just going to use friendship, Matt. Okay. Okay, eat. friendship. I'll add the <laughs> friendship die. <laughs> the friendship die. We're not in that system yet. Okay, you got a five there. Yay. I can see my Excellent. friendship die as a one. I'm troubled by that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So you have access to the system. What do you ask it to do or tell it to do? De-electrify and unlock. De-electrify and unlock. Okay. You are able to convince it to do so. Uh, and the fence or the gate uh, is no longer crackling with energy to the senses of those who can see such things. And uh, you hear a click as the gate begins to open. You have access to this area. Uh, the downside to the five there is that the thing making that noise comes into view around the corner from this gate. As you step through the gate, you see a series of I want to say about a dozen floating drones. Each drone is a sphere, and the sphere has a red light in the front of it. Hovering around each drone is a series of smaller metallic things. It's difficult to tell what they are from this distance, but each one of these drones has like a little orbit, a set of metallic moons floating around it. That sounds almost exactly like one of the enemies from Sonic Adventure 2. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I don't think floating drones are an unusual <laughs> type of enemy, but yeah, but with the little little guys around it, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me let me. I'll try to find it in a second. But I think Keva is going to try to make friends with one of them. How does this look? Well, the already extended hair is going to go and attach itself to one of them, and Keva is going to be like, "This is going to be my new friend." All right, let's try it. Um, is this going to... I, I want to say it might be consort. <laughs> this is more like, hi. Uh, you can try it with consort, but there will be no effect because this thing is not uh, alive. Oh, then hack. Okay. Um, so this is still a risky position. They haven't uh, started attacking you or anything yet. I think uh, this will be limited because it's a more complex system than the gate and it's also still in a language you don't know operating system you don't know it'll be risky and limited you can of course always push yourself or, or okay you got a six 
or get a six. Or get you a, a six. six. You don't need to give any consequences out. Okay, you you have got a drone friend tethered to your hair. The light switches from red to blue on its on its little uh, orb face. The universal color for friendship. Never <laughs> likes uh, blue. So as this happens, uh, the drone turns around and starts making high-pitched beeping noises at the other drones, and they stop floating for a moment, uh, stop advancing for a moment, and float. And uh, if you didn't know any better, you'd think maybe they were confused. Aww. So it doesn't have any sort of personality or... Not that you have as yet discovered. Okay. Hmm. Are Emran and Maeve just standing there watching this happen? (laughs) I'll touch another drone and just turn it off. With my mind powers. Okay, so you want to grab one out of the air. That's my uh, plan. All right, let's see what this would be. How do you want to go about doing this? What's your action that you want to take? Probably might be a tune, if just like separating the circuits inside. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that because they're currently floating confused, sure. uh, you can grab this one without too much difficulty. Okay. Um and so you want to try and attune to it. Okay. It, it is not made of SGM, so you'll have limited effect if you're using a tune. What if I pop that bad boy open and started messing around? Sure. Uh, you want to do a rig on that? Let's try a rig. Okay. With rig, I'd say it's standard effect, so you're risky and standard effect. It's a four, okay. friends. You got a four. Okay. So you, you grab it and you just sort of pull it open with your hands or <laughs> okay you just untwist it um the orbity bits fall to the ground and clatter uh like you know apple jacks not apple japs what's that word like jacks you know from the <laughs> from the hit kids game yeah. so confused for a moment and then yeah, you know like cereal around the corner <laughs> like uh, jacks from the hit kids game jacks that all the kids today are playing um they fall to the ground you can see that they are uh, pointed like they're they're jacks they're just jacks there's these pointy star things that land on the ground inert you twist it open you see that its innards are you know complex but not much more complex than the machinery you're used to working with by now um in fact it is less complex than the machinery you would see on the on the habitat but it is built along what you would say is like a completely different design paradigm this stuff is more rigidly designed Whereas the stuff you've seen on uh, the habitat is a little bit more almost organic in its design and nature. Um, as you crack it open and start looking at how it ticks, however, the remaining 10 drones seeing this happen overcome their confusion and begin to attack. And of course, they attack the person who has cracked open one of their number. Uh, Emrem, you will probably take from that the level two harm uh, slashed because those blades that are floating around them begin to whirl like razors and they dart towards you, aiming to slash you up. But I use my special armor to resist the consequence of machines breaking or being damaged. You think that makes sense for this? No. Okay, let's see. I think uh, I'll, just resi- I'll just resist by putting up my shield. Okay. Do you want to do armor or do you want to just resist it with, like, uh, with your prowess? My prowess. Okay. So resist with your prowess then. And you'll take zero no stress. stress. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what does this look like as these drones dash towards you? So I'm looking at it, hoping that I have a, f- a few moments to just try to understand what's going on with these bad boys. And then all of the 
all of the lights blare and they shoot their spindly bits at me and I just put up my shield really quick and they bounce off and I huddle against the wall. (laughs) Uh, The drones continue to bounce at you, but they're unable to uh, get past the shield. I don't think you've described it this season. What does Emran's shield look like? My shield is, to my knowledge, I think made out of a silicate graphene mesh, right? Yep. And it is, I'm not sure what color that is, but it is, uh, it's got the facade of a, of a fox head on it, just like the pommel of a right. sword. In the shape of a fox's head. Uh, it's whatever color you want it to be at this point. I assume you could have, uh, hold on. Vamp. We're vamping now. This is us vamping. The whistling intensifies. Darkwing Duck has approached. <laughs> okay. So, uh, sorry about that. Oh. It's whatever Arp. color you want it to be. Arp, can yes. you whistle? Uh, yes, I can whistle, but that is beyond <laughs> playing with his with his flute toy. I knew it. Uh, half the half the group here can whistle, and the other half can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's you and me. You just purse your lips and blow. <sighs> yep. It's not that simple. <laughs> if only you knew the ways. <laughs> Velvet and I have just two two moisturous lips. Our, our lips are too wonderful. <laughs> I'm gonna need a minute. You didn't take you didn't take the, the whistling profession. <laughs> during character during character creation, yeah, you guys neglected to take the the one XP bonus trait for whistling lips. Yeah, there's a certain <laughs> uh, you know level requirement of ranks you need in the perform skill to be able to whistle. I can't I can't snap either, so it must be connected. I can't either. And my snapping ah. is, is very weak, so at least there's that that we have in common. That's why I'm the perfect person to have all the infinity stones. I can't snap, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you say to a creature like me that can whistle and snap? Hmm. Too dangerous. Not today, Satan. Not <laughs> no, exactly. I rebuked you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I said to those drones. Um speaking of which <laughs> The drones bounce off your shield a few times and then they turn and notice two other softer targets and they start Let's do that. to go after Maeve next. So they're aiming to give you that level two harm slashed. I get in the way. Could they not? <laughs> they could ideally not. You do have bodyguard when you protect a crewmate resist with plus one die. Um, when you take harm, clear one stress. So that's something that Emran can do. Yeah. How do you do this? strafe in front of them once I notice that they um, refine target. I'll just try okay. to keep in their path and hope that Keva can keep switching them blue. Yeah. Okay. So you use your uh, resist with prowess and you get an extra die on that as well. So you're rolling four dice to resist with prowess, which is pretty good. All of the prowess. Okay. Only one stress. One stress. You take no harm from that. Your shield is able to protect you. The drones are buzzing louder now instead of going like, they're very perturbed by this situation. Keva, help, they're dubbing. Any moment now, the beat may drop. I don't want to know what that looks like. Maybe Keva, maybe while Emrin is protecting you, the two of you can do something about these drones. Yeah. I, I imagine that since they're so simple, she is connected to one and hacked it so that she can disconnect from it and it will stay blue, as it were. Yeah, so you've, you've reprogrammed it. Okay, so Keva is going to try and s- sway or hack another. 
Okay. I want to say sway, but it's hacking. Yeah, it is. It is hacking in this case because they are they're just drones. They have set programming that they follow from what you've been able to see. They don't have any personality or artificial intelligence to them. No, that's not fun. At um, least that's for Keva. It's not fun. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give oh. them personalities later. <laughs> Keva says. Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give each and, of them a name. I'm gonna create life, Kevin says. <laughs> Tell you what. Hey, I'm gonna create artificial hey. intelligence to put them in these murder drones. And they're into cheese makers. Hey. She is a mom. <laughs> yeah. This station is gonna have murder AI and cheese when I'm done with it. Exactly. <laughs> if this were a system with drives, I'm sure those would be Kevas. Mm-hmm. Okay, so risky limited? Um they're attacking you. So okay. your situation at the moment is desperate. Um if how many of them are you trying to do at once here? Like just one or are you gonna Oh two. You can try to get them all if you want. Okay, so that's still desperate. Ultimate hair technique. Yeah, I would say that's a mom's hair spaghetti. You're making a, a desperate <laughs> <laughs> situation here but you do have as you know the capability to separate your hair into you know dozens of, yeah. of of strands and now that you know what you're doing i would say that it is uh it's a standard effect there so desperate standard would be your role and you can mark xp in uh in insight okay you got a five so you hook up to the uh, drones um while emran is blocking the attacks on the two of you like each time they bounce off the shield, you snag another one with a bit of hair. Um, and each time you do, after a moment, they turn blue and it just goes boop, doop, 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 until you've got 11 uh, floating blue drones just sitting by, um, floating around you, Keva. Just like a little orbit of 11 drones. And then the broken one that Emran's got in his, I don't know, satchel, wherever you're keeping it. You've solved the drone puzzle. Yay. Keva says, well, I mean, they're just going to have an artificial personality. They aren't going to have any intelligence, you know, just sort of like, like, like a, like a bird. (laughs) You can do that to birds? Oh, no, I mean, like, like, it's not going to be, oh, never mind. The drones continue to bob around you, apparently unperturbed by these discussions. Um, further up ahead down the hallway, you can see that there are stairs, not stairs, ramps leading upwards on two sides. And it looks like there's one leading upwards on each side. And then there's a grate along the ceiling that appears to be ancient drainage no longer in use. You are underneath the section blue headquarters here. And we will have a a pause point shortly for, uh, for Mike. Thank you. Can I get us in with this detonator I brought? If you want to blow up the grate, that is absolutely one of the options available. Is that what you want to do? You can also boost me with your spider body. It depends how big of an entrance you want to make into whatever is above. Well, you know what's above you here, storage. Oh, storage. Because you have a map. Yeah, I'll save the big boom for later. Okay. We'll need to make an explosive exit next time. Anyone else feel weird that we don't have someone in here? Or, you know, another person? At least. Gotta keep an eye on Manta. Emran looks at the camera and says, Yes, that does feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I can try boosting Emran up. Okay. All right. 
How do you? How do you, Maeve? Uh, (laughs) Lift you with your mighty fuse. Wait, what if? What if Keva lifted Emran and then Maeve lifted? There we go. A collective three hundred pounds. Oh, I was going to say, if I can turn my give myself like an an exoskeleton, can I lift like three thousand pounds of my own weight? You can build an exoskeleton around yourself for sure. Yeah, why not? (laughs) And I have a metal arm now. Uh, So the exoskeleton forms around you. It seems to like come out of your out of your back uh, area where you were originally stung by the uh, the. Oh my goodness, what's the name of that spider? The Eben Dowager. Um, and it wasn't her, it was a different one. No, it was just another spider. Yeah, you're right. Where that spider uh, originally stung you, that uh, area in your back is the source of where this exoskeleton flows out and over you. Uh, and soon you are covered in a segmented carapace. Um, what does it, what does it look like on you? Is it just going to form to my shape or like, can I get like big? That's your call. I think there's a limit to how big you can get. Because, you know, matter doesn't come out of nothing. It's like Scorpia. Uh, I, I would like it to, like, look big enough that it can look like the, the brood mother from Alien, but legally distinct. <laughs> All right. So you've, you've built this uh, Geigerian, Geigerian uh, carapace around yourself. You can feel that doing so, adding that extra mass has taxed you somewhat. It is uh, a little, you feel a little bit more tired. We'll see if that comes up a little later. But uh, onto that carapace, you can load up your uh, human. Proto beef boy. <laughs> I was the first beef boy. <laughs> you were, though. I'm going to pretend that I'm not horrified by that at all. And Maeve. <laughs> okay. You are atop Maeve. Uh, the grate above you is within reach. I casually push against it. Uh, it appears to be welded or soldered or in place uh, so there is resistance to it and there might be something on the floor above it it's difficult to tell from here but if you want to make a roll for it we can attempt to break through that or push through it somehow let's get crazy okay punch the ceiling so at long last in in fruition of me trying to punch that rubble back in season one mm. <laughs> I am now a wrecking crew where my strength and ferocity are infamous. When striking in melee, I gain plus one die. Never mind. I thought that was going to be different. It does sound like it would be something else, but that's primarily for combat. Um, I did just want to read that because it sounded cool. (laughs) Combat the environment. Yeah, I mean, this could still be a scrap uh, roll because you are hitting a thing. Yeah, let's pushing through it. I'll do scrap. I don't know that it's combat, but it's definitely scrap. Okay. What, uh, you're currently in a controlled position because there don't appear to be any drones around you, and your effects will be great, I think. Give that a try. It's a five. Hey. What is it about to not... Uh, we're not cursed anymore. It's so great. Now. Okay. Shouldn't have said that. You heave upwards with your mighty uh, fuse, pushing with your legs more so than your back. And uh, as you do the great protests and groans, um, and eventually there's a loud crack as the soldered edges of it give way and you lift the entire segment of grating up above you. Um, you are standing on top of, let's see, Maeve's carapace. You've got a top of you, this big section of grating that you're holding on top of that, the, the, the five here on top of that, there is a large container on top of the grating 
you are now holding about a ton above you and uh that weight is also all on Maeve's carapace uh so there's probably a consequence to be had here but to whom well either one of you can resist this but uh being at the bottom of the pile this consequence would be directly on Maeve of uh level 2 harm crushed but i resist by being even stronger okay um you may resist with your prowess will i get bodyguard for this you do what does your resistance look like what are you doing i can feel that the carapace is starting to give way and shift and crack underneath me and so i just jump straight up and force the bundle over okay uh give it a try i take two stress you take two stress uh and you okay you jump straight up the stuff is pushed aside it clatters loudly into the cargo area you land heavily on uh your face and you take the level one harm scrapped no not scrap that's not the word i was looking for face face plant no there's not a level one harm there this is a resisting consequence thing sorry uh yeah you land flat on your face in the cargo room like the face the storage room is the word i was looking for that a normal human would have used in this instance (laughs) <laughs> which is what you are Matt there is light in here but it is uh, dim lighting there's more light than there, uh, below you in the in the empty sewers but in this storage room if assuming that you roll over you can see that it is a high ceilinged vaultish area there are crates lined up in ordered rows along the floor and then there are huge racks stretching up into the uh, into the distance in the ceiling that are all covered in lots of different stuff. Um, the sound of the crashing cargo container echoes through this empty space, and after a few moments, thanks to that being a five, it is met with a different sound in return. That is the sound of a klaxon. I think that is where we will end for today. Excellent. Ah. All right. Thank you for joining us this evening, folks, on Spectres of a Broken Sun. I am Matt, your friendly guide. Pronouns are he and him. We have been playing Scum and Villainy, a game by Strathasimovic and John LaBeouf Little, available from Evil Hat Games. And I've been joined by my excellent compatriots here, Michael Blood. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I've been Michael Blood. You can find me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood. I hope that you enjoy. Velvet? Hi, everyone. I've been Velvet. You can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And uh, today you've gotten to enjoy Maeve, who is also she, her. And Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers, also known as Pia Space Cat, on various websites on the internet. I play Keva, who is she, her, and I am also she, her. So until the next time, all the best. <laughs> all the best. Space quids. Space quids. Space, Space quids. Cool. Yeah.